All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Serious Angler Podcast, powered by our friends over at X2 Power Batteries. As always, we're with the captain, Mr. Andy Full. And as always, I'm your host, Bailey Eibrett. Andy, what's going on, dude? Just fishing and fishing and, you know, fishing some more. What's up Not with you? Jealous whatsoever. Yeah, sorry, you're sitting at home working all day. Well, I'm working on the water and... Oh man, the fall bite is here. It is nice. The lake is 61 and a half on the surface. And the fall pattern isn't quite there yet, but there's like little glimmers of hope that when you find them, it's just unreal, but they're not everywhere yet. And I think that's a good prelude into what we're talking about today, right? Yeah, we'll be talking some fall fishing, where to find them, uh, how to find them. And then the baits, you know, to, to an extent of kind of like moving baits, things of that nature, because we're going to have a, a fall bait specific yeah. episode coming up with a guest uh, for you guys. So you have that to look forward to. But, uh, definitely going to be a fall centric show for you guys today. Uh, just kind of talking about finding these fish because the fall can, all it can be really good. It can also, it also humble the crap out of you. Really yeah, fast. it can make you think that there's no fish that exists in the lake. Once you're like, when you, we talk about it all the time. We've talked about in shows, you know, in recent falls, uh, when you find them, it seems like you found all of them. But if you're off of them, it seems like the lake is dead. And Uh, that's the other thing, too, you could, like, add in there, too, is that you might be on them, and they just might not be biting until you hit, like, that perfect window of opportunity, and then you catch, like, four or five or six in a row, and then nothing again for, like, two or three hours. Yeah. So... I've, the fall bite is one of the most rewarding times, but it's also one of the most stressful and humbling times of yeah, fishing. 100%. Well. 100%. So what's up with you, man? Uh, I am loving the work life and getting texts from you of giant smallmouth that Sorry. I can't go catch. But no, I might sneak tomorrow. out tomorrow afternoon. I mean, it'll be, I say tomorrow, it'll be today uh, on a Friday. Sneak out in the afternoon. Go to a, a little pond that you and I know of. Put the Ooh. kayak in and go try to catch some big green ones uh, for a couple hours. Because I, uh, I told the lady I would take her out for their last Friday as a non-married couple. Take her out for a date night. Aren't so sweet. I know. I know. I have a wedding to go to tonight as everyone who everyone who's listening to this. So I have... be party hardy tonight, eh? <laughs> yeah. No, probably not. Um, I got to pick my grandfather up and take him there because he can no longer drive or really walk. So my, um, my, my sister, my older sister, it's a long story, but she is getting married. So, um, we have to go looking forward to it. We're going to go to her wedding tomorrow night. Probably won't be a late night cause I gotta get my grandfather home since we're his chauffeur. So, oh, so you're gonna be leaving after dinner. <laughs> yeah, probably not too late after that, but that's fine. So, yeah, well, you gotta be, uh, you're gonna be weekend wedding packed full here. Yeah, and I mean, I know we also got an invite to one down in the south, and it's a dang shame that neither of us could go because that would be a really fun one. But it basically would have been three weddings in a row. That's yeah. just a little much for me. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like we can talk about it. <clears throat> I mean, there's nothing that we can't mention. And plus, we, it, we're due with congratulations. You know, the fact that we, we talked to him, uh, we're not able to get down there for the little, you know, the hoorah, the little party for him uh, as much as we would love to be. Uh, but we got to say congrats, to Mr. West Logan. I'm getting hitched. They flew out west and and did the deed. <laughs> He's a married man. 
Oh, so congrats man. to the Logans. They're some of our favorite people. Uh, Wes is a great friend of both of us and a great, you know, guest of the show. He's been on numerous times. Uh, really, really good dude. One of the best people we've met in the industry. So, again, big congrats to the Logans. Wish we could be down there and getting, uh, getting crazy with y'all. But yeah, uh, it'll be years college football. It would have been a time at that oh, bar. Man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it would have been, yeah, it would have been a time. That's for damn sure. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, we got some fall fishing to talk about today. Before we do, on the recent episode, guys, we had on Easton Fothergill, and that was a great show. Uh, in the beginning of that, we talked about the revamp of the X2 Power Battery site. And when you were listening to that, you're probably like, Okay, it's a website redone. Cool. Why do we care? The biggest thing about that is now it is ordering direct. You do not have to go to a Batteries Plus store to get a X2 power AGM or lithium battery. You can now do uh, order it direct to your doorstep. Um, and with that being said, you can utilize our discount code to save you money to get those batteries direct to your doorstep. So we have the link to the website down below and all of our show descriptions in the YouTube MP3. Highly encourage you guys to do so. Reach out to us if you have any questions on getting batteries. Help you out any way we can. Uh, and a couple other things before we get into today's show is that uh, I know you've been a big proponent of it uh, this year. Uh, kind of, I know you and Billy have kind of utilized a new system, if you will, kind of eye-opening stuff with AquaView and cameras. And uh, if you guys are looking to get a AquaView, which is an underwater camera, which been I, sitting right there, I don't practice. <laughs> I mean, especially these clear water, if I'm uh, out deep, my practice consists of using that underwater camera. Uh, you can go over to Omnia and save up to $200 off of a camera right now. On Omnia. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. So get over there. If you guys are interested in getting one, uh, we'll put the link down below where you guys can go do that. Uh, and as well as use our code and save money on your whole entire order. Because if you're going to order a couple hundred dollar camera, you probably order some baits too. So uh, save some money on those baits. And then last two things. Head over to HobieEyewear.com because they are running a sale until October 31st where basically you just enter for a chance to win a free pair of Hobie shades, but you also could win a Hobie kayak. So win a whole freaking dang Hobie kayak on top of winning a pair of shades. I could I could use that Hobie kayak. I should text still and be like, how do I win? Yes, yes. Can you please rig the system? I need to win. <laughs> you still need to do that, man. Just one time. Maybe when the, the water temp in, in the spring have come up where they're safe if you fall in. We'll go over to Morgan Marine and Cuca and do a little one v one sesh. I don't care if we just have fun. Like we don't need to do a one v one. I know you're gonna smoke me out of a kayak. So, yeah, that's all good. Well, either way, we'll, we we could do it. We can make it kind of fun. We'll bring the boat too, and then we'll just like swap. Yeah. Swap. <laughs> we'll film yeah, you so, trying to get so into you the put me the in the kayak and you take my boat. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Brilliant. That's where I fire up the motor and leave. Because <laughs> yeah, we big old rooster tails. He's leaving it. Bye, Andy. <laughs> I hope you find your way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should, we should do that for some fun content for the folks. If you guys want to see that, let us know down in the comments or uh, let us know on the new uh, Serious Danglers United uh, broadcast channel on the Instagram page. That'll make for some fun conversation. Uh, we can get that going more and get some members. We'll actually turn that into a whole group chat and everything that you guys can contribute to. Uh, last but not least, talking about contributing, uh, we fired back up the Serious Angler newsletter, the uh, network newsletter per weekly. I'm going to be doing my damnness to make sure those go out every week, either on a Monday or Tuesday morning. That way you guys have a look back on anything you might have missed, uh, any news in the industry that you might have missed as well that you should know about, uh, and then a little sneak peek. If you want some sneak peeks on what episodes are coming out for the week versus just 
seeing the night before on social or us talking about it. Um, you can go on the newsletter and see what's coming across all of our shows, not just Serious Angler. You'll be able to see it uh, for Business with the Bass Boat, Serious Angler, Lure Lab, as well as our fourth show that is coming up here soon that we are going to, I think, Andy, we're going to announce this week because that's going to be the very first of November. Uh, something we're pretty excited about. But yeah, enough awesome. of the different news updates. I just wanted to get through to that so you guys can take advantage of different deals going on within our show partners. Um, but uh, fall fishing, as we, we preluded a little bit in our, uh, our conversation at the beginning of the show, fall is a lot of fun. But the fall can take some understanding uh, in regards to what the heck are these fish doing? Because especially when they're starting to move around, uh, you know, getting out of their summer pattern, getting installed into that colder water. Oh, crap. Winter's coming. We got to feed up type of deal. Uh, they move around a lot. They really do, especially the brown ones. Um, not as much the green ones. The green ones, I feel like, are easier to catch in the fall than the brown ones. Yes, I agree with that to a point. I feel like the green ones are easier to catch in the fall when you have stability. <laughs> after 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, after 10 a.m. and you have stability, right? Like, everybody knows in the fall, the first thing that you look for is, like, the nastiest weather on an incoming front. So I guess we can start here on the weather, right? Like, yeah. you look for the nastiest weather on an incoming front in here in New York, we just went through like a crazy cold weather snap, like a 35-degree swing. And the first day of the front was last Friday. And the fishing was unreal. Saturday, the fishing got tough. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, fishing was actually relatively pretty tough. And now that we're stabilized and we have a high-pressure ridge, we're starting to see the fishing increase. And what I found on when I went out Tuesday, the largemouth bite was basically non-existent until two o'clock in the afternoon which is wild to me because normally if you can find the largemouth in my opinion on in the fall they bite but i've been learning some stuff this year because i'm actually getting to go to the finger lakes and fish around some of the inland lakes a little bit more that stability really really matters because i went to another finger lake on wednesday where largemouth are like easy as pie to come by right and first thing in the morning incredible bite we put a bunch of fish in the boat then it got really really stingy until about noon when the weather actually stabilized the wind stopped blowing 17 different directions there was some sun on the water felt some high pressure start moving in so i think that's one of the things that you have to pay attention to when it comes to fall fishing which is one of the biggest notes in my opinion, based on what I've been learning and continue to learn is that weather is everything in the fall. You either want the first day of an extreme cold front, like our day where we cracked that giant bag and came in second. If uh -huh. we started in the morning, it was like 60 degrees. And by the time we got off the water, we could see our breath and we thought it was going to snow. Like yeah. those are the days in the fall that are incredible or past that wicked cold front where it stabilizes for a couple days and you have high pressure and that's when they'll bite again really well in my opinion yeah i'm probably completely yeah. right, but no i i completely i'm on the same track with you because i had actually a buddy today reach out asking about if we're going fishing this weekend um and i said well which day looks worse that's that was my reply yeah. to him was like whichever one sucks more like that's the day i want to go yeah. Um, not that it's very fun in a kayak when it's windy and raining, but it's not as much fun in the boat either. But 
Uh, so it's probably what Saturday, go. right? Saturday morning, I think it's going to be the rough part of the weekend, and then it's kind of stabilized. Saturday is definitely wet, like in regards to it's going to be raining a lot more. But uh, Sunday, it looks like overcast and windy, which selfishly, right now, I went through. Yeah, that's last the day you want to go. Yeah, it's just like I feel like they'll chew in the rain too, but I'm like, ha, ah, do I really want to put myself through that? Yeah, so breezy and rain on Saturday, a passing morning shower on Sunday. The wind is actually identical, and then it becomes mainly cloudy and breezy, even though the wind is saying it's the same. Um, it actually looks like if if I were to go out this weekend, it would be Saturday morning, I think is going to be like prime. And then Sunday afternoon, because it's actually a warming trend into extremely stable weather. So I think you really don't, you you can't play it wrong either way, Saturday, Sunday, because technically, like, the day to go fishing is tomorrow. Because it's leading up into that front, and that front comes through tomorrow evening. So I think if you go in the back half of the weekend, that fishing actually should get better. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm... Got family coming in this weekend, obviously getting ready for, for next good weekend. reason to take the weekend off. Yeah, I mean I'm going fishing and I am I'm going fishing both mornings, but it just doesn't matter <laughs> where I'm gonna go. My man. Uh, My man. I, I need to uh go out and film and uh tomorrow I'm gonna try to sneak out like I mentioned. Tomorrow looks pretty nice. Um but it's oh, tomorrow's it's like, gonna be beautiful. I mean it's it's a pretty steady October, which is yeah. kind of nice, you know, looking ahead. Uh which I'm gonna put our our, our friend here. You know, who's one of the tournament directors at NYKBF, John Tamero, on a little bit of a uh, I'll razz him a little bit. He's like, it's, it, they're, they're saying it's going to be the coldest October we've had in years. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, buddy, I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> if this forecast holds, I'm probably not going to put my boat away until the end of November. Like right now, the long range forecast has above freezing temps through November at night until about thanksgiving weekend and i mean that's 45 days away so a lot could change but the extended forecast has a ton of days in like the mid to upper 50s Mm -hmm. and that gets me excited because if we get a lot of days in the mid to upper 50s november could be like insane on lake erie if we can get out there or any of the other inland lakes we have around us yeah it's gonna be a yeah, and I, I so I've spent a lot of time. Uh, I mean, really, uh, you know, especially this year, summer wise, chasing smallies. I've gone largemouth fishing a, a handful of times, but you're starting to miss them, aren't you? Years, what you're starting to miss the green ones, aren't you? No, I mean, not miss. Um, because I definitely, I mean, a lot of our lakes are fortunate where we can go chase smallmouth, but then you know, a couple hundred yards away, we can go chase largemouth. Um, but the past couple of years, I've really been working on. In regards to chasing smallmouth, understanding their movements throughout the seasons, where in the fall I've gone a couple times and gone and chased largemouth, but I really want to keep fine tuning that. So I think my goal—I mean, obviously I have a, a big old ordeal next weekend that kind of gets in the way of a good chunk of October, but even into that early November before temps really get cold and it becomes really challenging to catch largemouth, I—I uh, am probably going to spend most of my time chasing largemouth. And with that, I feel like. It's a little bit more streamlined to an extent, pending the type of fishery you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, I mean, for, for some folks, especially in the South, like it get, the water temps get pretty dang cold. Uh, but some places they get, you know, cold water temps down in, maybe in the mid forties, you know, I've seen high thirties on Lake Chickamauga before. Um, but you know, even further South than that, like they don't lose their grass. Um, they might you know, have some that dies off to an extent. Um, but like our grass will progressively die off till like maybe it's, I think, I think cabbage is what we have that stays around the longest. At yeah. It lives the longest throughout the colder temps, but for for me, the largemouth, like if you can have an understanding of where healthy milfoil, coontail, if you have hydrilla, where that lives, as that dies, the stuff that remains that is lives the longest, and that's where those largemouth especially will congregate to. Now, unfortunately for us northerners, that means pike and pickerel are going to be there too. Slimy bastards. Um, played Peyton Manning with one of the pickerel at Oneida last week. Um, <laughs> If people understand that, they'll, they'll, they'll get the joke. Um, but I feel like for me, it's it's a matter of just finding that remaining grass that isn't dying off just yet because that's where the heat is going to retain. The same thing and that can be said for if you have wood, rock, rocks, things like that. Wooden docks are huge. Yeah, this is where it comes into, comes into play. I mean, I think it was actually Wes that we did a dock flipping episode with. We were talking about that where it's like, this is when those wooden docks, things like that, the, the docks that are permanent that don't leave the water really come into play because one, people are taking the docks out. And so those docks are one of the, be the only ones left in a cove or a, a bank regardless. Two, they retain heat a lot better, especially if you've got a cold day, but there's sun, mm-hmm. that, that dock will retain some heat. And same goes for laydowns, things like that, uh, especially if you have any uh, standing timber that will go and especially your crappie fishing like they're gonna be loaded on that <laughs> uh and yeah. if you got crappie you're but you're gonna have bass uh, especially yeah. for these southern folk um yeah i mean for me dude like I, tomorrow i'm excited to go see how much grass is starting to die off and just go take a big old jig chatterbait and just go freaking go to town go find where the grass is at work that over because chances are i mean so you got a couple grass clumps left like in a cut in a cut like chances are all those fish are going to be in there. Oh, without a doubt. And that, that's what I was just about to say is like the last time I fished the one lake that I was on yesterday was like a month and a half ago, and they basically killed everything and cut it all down. There was more healthy grass yesterday and red topped out milfoil than I've seen there since like June. And I'm like, what the heck? So I think what happened was, they cut it all out and then started getting cold. So they pulled the weed cutters off. Right. And then it gave when we had like that 85, 86 degree temp days at the end of September, it allowed that grass to just pop because there's so much heat transfer in the water that it gave them fuel to grow. Like you right. wouldn't believe it was basically topped out in like 12 foot of water. And I'm like, this is so weird for October. Normally this stuff is like dead and gone because they try to cut it and kill it to try and eliminate a lot of our grass and our fisheries through the winter. So it helps try to stop the growth of it come spring. This lake is just absolutely loaded with grass from top to bottom. It was Uh insane. It is a fun time of year, whether you're in the north or in the south, to pick up that big old weight and go punch some grass. Mm -hmm. It is the time. I've been dying 
sitting here working and watching like Jordan Lieben post post these videos of him frogging and punching and cracking the living heads out of these fish. Yeah, which I presume is like Gville or something like that. But there's a bite that exists like that here, especially in the north. That whew, that's fun. And I know it's all over the place too. Like, don't be afraid. This time of year, you might see those falling temps, things like that, and you might think you got to go a rig or little swim baits, things like that. Don't be afraid to pick up that big old one, one and a half ounce weight when you see some grass clumps, especially some that are really clumped, clumped together. They don't have to be nice like, splash. I know. I totally realized I splashed myself. In my <laughs> um, this is what happens when you get into the conversation, yeah. Andy. You know what I'm saying? Passion. But that that on top of that, though, like fast, hard reaction bites when punching the grass, but mm, also. Crap. On reverse side, too, is like if you get a really cold, high-pressure system, bright, sunny morning, it might be worth it to go to the absolute lightest weight as possible and just literally let that baby fall. And What he, mean, what he means by that is throw a, a Texas-rigged weightless Senko and hold yeah. it for three years. Yeah. Why is that not going to eat till 9, 30, 10 o'clock? And then basically what will happen is it'll just be mush. Like, you go to lift it up, and it's just heavy. And they won't yeah. swim with it. They just like it hits them in the face, and they go. Then they sit there because yeah, like, it's like oh, one of those chatterbait or trap bites where it's like your things like and it stops, and it's like you're like, oh, I got grass on. And you go snap it, and it's just there. It's like one of those bites where they come up and they just grab it, and they just hold on. You're just there's like a wet t-shirt when they're cold. That those are your times where it's like, okay, I should go for small mouth in the morning, large mouth in the afternoon. Yeah, one hundred percent. As you get further into fall, though, the smallmouth just seem to bite all day. All day, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could be it could be blowing, raining, snowing, sunny, no wind. They eat, and it, it's, it's just... hard to leave those fish. Yeah. It is, it really is, because you're like, wow, this is every cast, and they're all four pounds. But when you go for largemouth, that's when you get at least our inland lakes. You know, that's when you're talking. You can catch a freak giant. Yeah. So I caught one of my. Well, I broke it this year, but. Uh, personal best um, was uh, Halloween with our dude, Mr. Force Buckin. Uh, last year? Two years ago? Speaking of which, that lake right now is about three foot low. It's kind really? of wild. Yeah, because I stopped there yesterday on my way home from the other lake to try to get on some smallmouth, and I almost wrecked my boat prop pulling out of the boat ramp because there's rocks at the end of it, and I had no idea there were oh. rocks there. Yeah, so I'm like, ooh, I'm going to have to throw a jig on this eventually. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm going to, to cast before I take my boat out next time. Yeah, but um, the smallmouth were where they're supposed to be. I'll tell you. They that. are? Yes. Why didn't you tell me, you because sneaky I, bastard? Because I haven't talked to you. <laughs> yes, we text all the day. We text all day long, <laughs> you jerk. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> they're there. They're not... They're not grouped up like they normally are, but they're there. See what happens, guys. See what happens when you, when you tell your friends about oh, things and, and they go and I sniped, without you knowing. I sniped a giant largemouth on the one thing, our other spot that we like, on jerk bait. You're a jerk. <laughs> You're a huge jerk. <laughs> I think it was like 414. Eh, small. Small, yeah, small. It's a big, big largemouth for me. All right, like I'll take yeah. it. So, like I've caught a largemouth in the fall on a jerk bait this year, which I've never done. So that was exciting. Yeah, what? 
Yeah, because I never go largemouth fishing in the fall. I'm always smallmouth it's a, fishing. It's right? a jabroni. Yeah. And then I caught one on a Demiki rig in 33 foot of water the other day. That one was my favorite. That might be one of my. I leaned in. I'm like, oh god, what do I have? A catfish. They get to serve. I'm like, it's a giant largemouth. The thing was sweet. God. <laughs> Here I am working away, slaving away, people, and Andy's right. just rubbing it in all the time. Can't believe you know it's a, it's a great time of year though too to your point like getting up shallow especially on those nasty days with a buzz bait like dirt shallow that's a fun time to do that somebody asked me a question today about the fall uh, when it comes to just fishing a new lake no electronics no nothing which I'm excited to do I'm gonna put the electronic like four facing away for a couple trips here and just go after largemouth grass wise fishing shallow flipping laydowns things like that uh, and they're asking me and they said three different you know baits that you would take no electronics no nothing brand new lake and i'm curious what you would think here andy and i said buzz bait especially in the fall or dirt shallow but you can throw yeah. it in a bunch something of with a big blade on it too so you can really creep that buzz bait i know you're excited mr buzz bait man <laughs> uh so i said i said a buzz bait uh, i said for for some shallow cover docks etc i want a wacky rig and then I said a three-eighth ounce. I got one specific on this. I said a three-eighth ounce Texas rig craw for flipping shallow, but also can drag deep. Like if you're on points, things like that, where you don't have electronics, but you're like, I bet there might be something there. Looks like there's a grass line, things like that, something you can drag. That's what I went. Because I didn't know, they didn't really specify if it was a grass lake, if it was a clay bank, if it whatever it was. But I felt like those three, you can get a good idea and catch some fish. Yeah. What do you think? I'm right there with you, like a buzz bait or like a chopo style top water, something that you can move real slow on the surface, make them come up and eat. Then I break it down into three categories, right? Like top, mid range, bottom. And if I need to throw something mid range, it's going to be something fast, half ounce chair bait or square bill, which we just did an awesome speed square bill uh, episode on Lure Lab with Andy Loberg. But, um, and then on the bottom, a jig like if you're flipping milfoil bigger is better in the fall in my opinion so this is where you want to upsize your jig go bigger bulkier trailer because these fish are really wanting to feed up and bulk up for the winter time and their metabolism is telling them we need to eat and if they see a big jig come falling slowly in front of them they're probably going to eat that if they're really tight to structure over like something that's flying by their face like a square bill or a chatterbait when the water gets below like 52 degrees or like a football jig dragging it offshore nice bulky living rubber skirt and just really creeping that thing so that's where i fall in the fall i like that you fall in the fall fall in the fall nice usage of words my friend thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's the the fall time is is interesting because it's it kind of I want I want to say it's it's not simple because it really can be like Andy mentioned at the beginning of the show it's humbling but it's very identical to the spring in the regards to when you look at spring it's like any new emergent grass or if there's rock piles if there's laydowns like you look for the obvious stuff now of course there's going to be times where you know, and this is more so towards large or towards smallmouth, but where transition lines can come into play, where it's a sand to rock transition, that's what they're on, or mm-hmm. they're straight up on a sand flat, smallmouth wise. 
Um, that that could be prevalent, but for a largemouth, I mean, I feel like it's very straightforward. Like they're not going to be too suspended out in the abyss, anything like that. They're going to be chasing bait. They're especially going to be up shallow with you know going after bluegill because they're going to be trying to stock up, getting ready for. Uh, Anything winter. that's easy for me to so like bluegill, crawfish, nice. yeah, so crappie, some birds. bigger presentation, like bigger profile shad up shallow, like get up there with glide baits. Glide baits resonate more. I mean, I feel like we've heard this talked about where it's glide baits in the fall, paddle tails in the spring, but. I feel like I don't really believe that much anymore. Just like how we thought jerk baits were only a cold weather bait, where now it's a all year wrong bait. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't think I believe in that, but I will say a glide bait just does really, really well. And it does really well in the fall because the fall, obviously, they're going to be as it gets colder, they'll be chasing dying shad because shad can only live in specific temperatures. As it gets cold enough, they start to die off. Whereas when you have uh, like a boot tail, paddle tail, like a mag draft, call shad, whatever it is, uh, you still catch them. But I feel like the glide does better because it mimics a dying, bigger profile shad better, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I, to, I feel like I'm for, I'm first to pick up a, a glide bait before a bigger paddle tail swim bait in the fall. Yeah, I know. I agree. Because if you get like drastic water temp drops that's where you're going to see a lot of bay fish die because they basically go into shock and it might not even be them dying they could just be literally in shock now the only thing they have to worry about in that situation is the bass also going into shock and that's where the weather comes into play like i was saying before you always want to go on the first day of the cold front drop if you can and bear with this massive wind and rain or snow or whatever is going to come with it or when the weather becomes most stable and the, everything's stabilizing, you get a few days of high pressure, sunny, bright blue skies. Like any other time of year, I hate high pressure, sun, bright blue bird skies. In the fall, it's like, give me the absolute worst of weather or give me the absolute best of weather <laughs> and nothing in between because both like, variations both play a pivotal role in these fish when you get that stable weather it allows them more feeding opportunities to give me bad weather or give me death <laughs> yeah, give me bad weather or give me death so yes um the only thing about that stinks about bad weather is you don't have time to dry your boat out if it sits outside so because it just kind of keeps coming when it comes so yes more uh, four choice of words, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. When the bad weather is here, it stays. Uh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> fall, fall. Apologies, people. With well, repeat the other one. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Too but, many you know, days. I, I, mean, I agree. I mean, weather is the biggest factor in this. Whereas, you know, summer you can catch fish all day long or. You know, really in summer, you have your morning and evening bites where, you know, certain applications can get easier. Spring, it's all day long. Fall can be very window-based. Mm-hmm. So, it's understand like that. But dream is fall fishing, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'll say your your windows are tighter, the better the weather. The windows are much are open much longer, the worse weather you yeah. have. Um, you know, the the worse the weather, the faster you can fish. It's 
what I'll say. I mean, I mean that doesn't even really mean like you have to use moving baits. I'll say, you know, a football jig bite can get better if it's mm-hmm. windier. It just gets those fish more activated. It gets the bottom thing. It gets everything all churned up. It gets things moving for fish. So I think that's, that's like, and I'm going to go on a forward-facing rant here real fast. I think that's the greatest asset to forward-facing sonar. It's not catching fish with it. It's seeing the attitude of the fish, right? Like, you can instantly break down. So say you're fishing something so structure-specific in the fall. You can instantly tell if those fish are going to feed up or down. And that allows you to really hone in and dial in your bite that much quicker. It's not even trying to catch like cast on the fish. Cause a lot of times you need to cast past them or bring it to them. But if you throw a paddle tailed swim bait or a glide bait or a chatter bait or a spinner bait over top of their head or whatever your choice of a moving bait is, and they don't even flinch, that probably gives you an idea that they're feeding down or they want something literally hovered in their face you just had to figure out what that bait is to get them to react. Because in the fall, they're going to feed. It's just, is your window 25 minutes or is it all day? Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. But the fall can be fun, people. Get out there. Oh, Don't be I, afraid. Get yourself some I, blackfish gear. That way you're, you're able to withstand the elements and go catch the living crap out of them. Because the fall can be a heck of a lot of fun. And the spring is KVD season, right? Like everybody looks like a hero. The fall, if you can figure out how to get these fish to fight and bite, bite and fight. I don't mix up my words here. If you, you can, can do it, Andy. Fish, I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, if you can get these fish to bite in the fall because they are putting on their weight now for the spring. A lot of these fish, why they're so fat in the fall, is not just because they're eating, but the big females are already developing their eggs because we go straight basically here in the northeast from ice out to spawn in like three to four weeks on most lakes so our fish are developing their eggs in the fall so if you get on the bite and you figure out how to make these fish bite in the fall you can have an even better day than you do in the spring in my opinion it's just you really have to pay attention to every little clue that the fish and nature are giving you and maximize on your opportunities Uh uh-huh and make sure you land every fish because if you lose one, it's the quickest way to shut a bite down. They will tell all their friends and you're over. Your day, <laughs> that spot's ruined. Hey, that Andy guy sucks. Don't eat that thing. Yeah, pretty much. I've seen that happen a few times the last couple of days. So <laughs> you lose one, it's like, all right, time to move on. They're all gone. <laughs> he told suck. all of his friends. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, the fall, I mean, go out there and look at the obvious stuff. It's that time where it's, you know, we talk about the, the weather, but go out, look at the obvious stuff before you start going and checking things out. One great way to look at it is reverse your spring. So when you follow them in the spring to spawn, reverse that. Start where they've been where they've been spawning and work your way back. Um, especially if you haven't been out, you know, week by week, that thing can, you know, it can be challenging, but. Yeah, if you know like the pre-spawn spawning area, like staging areas, that is a great place to check in the fall or very close to it because yeah. the fish are on their way to their wintering spots in 100%. most situations, depending on what time of the fall it is. One hundo. But uh, folks, uh, like we said, we got some episodes coming up next week. I think we're going to have Tuesday Night Live. And I know it's not a super long episode for you guys today. You guys are used to the 
hour-long shows here, but uh, we should have Tuesday Night Live next week. It is, I'll say, uh, I mentioned the last show, it is wedding week for me, so I have no idea what is coming next week in regards to schedule. It doesn't uh, get crazy for you until, like, Thursday. At least my wedding, the way it went. Yeah. Well, I have off Thursday. Andy, Andy Rudd and I will be fishing Thursday, which will be oh, fun. Yeah, I do have that day off. Let's go. I think I've told the folks, but yeah, yeah. Rudd's officiating my wedding. I'll have old Andy standing behind me. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, it should be good for it Tuesday Night Live. Uh, we got some some great episodes lined up. It shouldn't skip a beat. We're not going on or anything until February, so we shouldn't skip a beat the week after. We should have live and all that jazz. We still are due for a season recap fantasy show coming up, so we got to get the guys together one last time for the year and hand out the trophy. I completely forgot about the fantasy fishing recap. Maybe that could be our Tuesday night live. Make it an easy one. Yeah, maybe we could get the gang back together one last hoorah as I'm an unmarried man. Uh, man. It's all downhill from here, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. Like, um, yeah, that that could be a good show. We do have some really good guests lined up that are going to be coming on here. Um, obviously, we talked to you guys last time. We're still trying to get Logan Parks on to talk about his college slash high school tournament deal. That's pretty cool. Uh, great way segue for kids that are trying to learn about you know their career as an angler, things they could do, get involved in the industry. Uh, Caleb Kufal is going to be coming up on the show. Uh, fellow do it molds member when you're talking about something you know he pours his own jigs andy like when he was smashing him on like, santee cooper that was on his jig that he makes with do it molds oh that's um, juice pretty baller so we'll be getting caleb here on the show um as well as there's a few more that we got here in the docket lined up we're just trying to get them scheduled right that way we're not giving you guys too much of a tease if it we mention them and then it's not for another couple weeks so um nonetheless sign up for our newsletter our weekly newsletter, and you can see exactly who's coming up on each show for the week. And we'll try to be as accurate with those as possible. Just know, obviously, some shows can fall through. If we send it out on a Monday and Friday show falls through, uh, those may change. But keep in touch with our social media. And you can see we all should that. asterisk, like all the shows will be like, subject to change. <laughs> yeah, always, always <laughs> subject direction. to change. Yes. 100%. But, uh, folks, you guys are awesome. As, as we mentioned in the beginning, take care. Gosh, not take care. Uh, make sure you check out some of those sales, especially the AquaView saved over $200 off a camera on Omnia Fishing. Use our code, check out the Hobie Eyewear giveaway with a free Hobie kayak up for grabs. So check that out. We have all the links to that down in the description. Uh, Andy, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Folks, if you can get out, go fishing this weekend, enjoy the fall. If you're in a deer stand, shoot straight. And uh, kill one fast, that way you can go fishing afterwards. So, appreciate y'all. We'll see you on the next one. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you like some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. 
You're the Seersanga fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.